0: good morning city of family again we're going to take a pause from our regular series and i wanted to address the events of this week the death of george floyd and what god's word has to say about love and racism i do want to kind of make a disclaimer that as the events of this week unfolded i just felt more and more that it was something that i wanted to address we did have um, a series already planned out we had a guest speaker planned for this weekend and so this is not a message that i've really prepared for this isn't a polished message this morning this is something that's really coming more that's straight from my heart and i want everyone to know where our stance is as a church what my personal stance is as a pastor and a believer um, and fellow christian and and i want to address some of the hurt and pain that these events have caused, because you know the Bible calls us the family of God and that we've been given a ministry of reconciliation and that an injustice against one of us is really an injustice against all of us. And so this again is not polished. You, you might see me stumble a few more times than normal. And so I'm gonna ask for your grace. I might get emotional in this journey and uh, if I do, it's okay. So just give me extra grace because I want this to be from my heart. Um, about, about these events and to you. And so the, the first thing I'd like to say to all of us here this morning is that we are the family of God. That when God came and he sent Jesus and Jesus died on the cross and he was resurrected and he sends the Holy Spirit, that the church is birthed. And we're not a cute nonprofit organization. We are not um, uh, a corporation. We uh, are not ran by CEOs. We're we're not a government. Uh, We're here to establish the kingdom of God. And we do that through the local church. In other words, that that God came and died and and gave birth to a family. And we are members of this family. And one is not better than the other. The Bible talks about that, that these members and parts are to celebrate each other and that, that God came for a family. And in Genesis 2, 7, we read that the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. And so we get our value from our creator, all of us. We are valuable today because God created us. What what sets us apart from the other animals? And why, why are you different than a lizard or a snake or a horse? It's the breath of God. God breathed in you and you became a living being. You you became a a God bearer, an image bearer of God. And that is why you are valuable, is because you bear God's image, that you breathed in what God breathed out. And you are special and you're set apart and, and because you've been created and you were designed to be loved, And God spends your whole life pursuing you. And if you were the only person that made a mistake, God would have still sent Jesus just for you because God loves you. He breathed into you. And your creator wants a relationship with you. He believes you're valuable. He paid his one and only son for you. You mean so much to him. And and because God did that for all of us now, No one gets to say that they're better than anybody else. No one is less than anybody else. You know, in fact, we read in Psalms 139, 13 and 14, it says, you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Everything about you right now is fearfully and wonderfully made and that God took an intimate part in knitting you together in your mother's womb. That is where your value comes from and it flows from. And that is why I can say with great confidence, I believe in equality. I don't believe anyone is better than anybody else. There's not a single group of people, not a people from any kind of country or socioeconomic status that is better than anybody else because the value isn't based in money or the pigment of my skin or my education level or even my accomplishments. The value comes because I'm a created person. The value comes for you because you're a created person by a God who loves you madly and wants a relationship with you. The Bible says in Galatians 3.28 that there is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave or free, male or female, but we are all one in Christ Jesus. The cross is the great equalizer. When you and I come to Jesus, we are sinners in need of a savior. And you look out at our world right now, you can see that we are in desperate need of Jesus. We are more in need of Jesus now than ever before. And the Bible says when we come to him, that, that there, there's no Jew or Gentile. In other words, there's not these different races, there's not these different people groups. And it's not that God doesn't honor our culture and our background and where we come from, he does. He knows what makes us uniquely us. But he's saying in the cross, there's great amounts of equality. And so God's word is very clear. And I want that statement to be made. And I want us all to understand that that God's word is very clear where value comes from. It's very clear that he's our creator. He's very clear that there is equality and there is love in the family of God. And there should be. So for the Christian and in the body of Christ, racism has no place. You say, well, Pastor Matt, where does racism come from? Well, racism has its ugly roots in pride. Pride. It is the nasty, illogical, ludicrous belief that someone is better than somebody else based on the color of their skin or culture or background. It's simply pride. In fact, pride is the original sin, right? That's what Lucifer did. He said, I am deserving of worship. I'm gonna ascend to the throne and take God's throne. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. You know, Satan didn't murder another angel. He wasn't looking at porn by angels. He, he had pride in his heart. And he said, I'm gonna be better than God. I deserve this this throne, this worship. And it was pride that twisted his heart so ugly and he became Satan. And pride, you know, is, it's the root sin. It's, it's what gets us more twisted than anything else. And that is where racism comes from. It's why it's such an ugly, devastating evil because it's rooted in, in pride. And so because you and I are image bearers of God, you know, we have an enemy of our soul. Satan hates us and he hates God. And so because you carry his image, he's doing everything he can to attack and destroy that image that is on us and on you today. And sometimes he he does that through racism and through pride. And I think that's why it's so painful, so ugly and so illogical, it doesn't make any sense. For educated people, and it just blows our minds how it could be such a thing, and yet, yet it is. Um, I want to go on and and share a little bit, and this is from my heart about our country. Our, our country is hemorrhaging from 400 years of slavery, racism, prejudice, white privilege. Um, you know, the the first slaves. Came in 1619 in Jamestown, Virginia. That's when they brought the first 20 slaves in, and it was before America was even a country, as this in the colonies. Um, and we have been battling it ever since. Um, it's hard to talk about. It's it's something that you want to look back on and be like, man, I, I can't believe this happened. How could humans? treat other human beings, other image bearers of God like this? How could they ever think this would be okay? Which to me points to a very dark reality. Their minds were blinded by the evil one, that their hearts were darkened by pride and sin. And Because if you look at it, it just doesn't make any sense how one human can do that to another human being. And so I know the devil had his hands all over it. And so we've been battling it. For 400 years. Um, I wanted to say that I believe the black community has had to bear a burden that is unbearable. Um, They have had to, so many times, I think silently been marginalized, um, had to bury the weight of all of this for so long. And I believe that's wrong. And I believe it is time for all of us, regardless of the pigment of our skin, to stand up and to stand with them and say enough truly is enough. This is absolutely ridiculous and it is evil and it is sinful and it needs to stop in our generation. It needed to stop generations ago. My prayer is that may we be the generation that finally puts the nails in in the coffin of this evil thing called racism. I believe that American slavery is one of the grossest evils in human history. You have to go very, very far back in history to find a people group as as, as devastatingly oppressed uh, as the black community here in America. And I think I think that's to our shame as a country. I, I think that's really inexcusable. Um, and, you know, and, and while all of us in this generation, you know, and I I know that none of us here in our church are are slave owners. I know that we personally didn't do that, but it is the reality of which we've been born into. And so it is, you know, we're not responsible for the world that we inherit, but we are responsible for the world we leave our children. And I think our generation, it is time for us to step up and now to begin to push this thing forward and and bring God's healing and reconciliation. Um, I, I also want to say, you know, I, while we believe that every life is valuable and every life matters, I want to say specifically to my black brothers and sisters that black lives matter. Your life matters. And while Jesus went around and yes, he said that everyone matters, there are specific times where Jesus said, let's stop and let me tell you that Samaritan lives matter. And he would say, hey, actually, women's lives matter. Gentile lives matter, children's lives matter. And he would pick out a specific group of people that had been oppressed and he said, no, let me pause and stop you for a moment society and remind you that they matter. And right now is the time that we need to say, let's stop society and say black lives matter. George Floyd should have never died. Ahmaud Aubrey should have never died. And countless other names, unfortunately, should have never left the earth the way that they have. And for that, I'm so sorry. And we're so sorry, and I know that I'm joined by millions of believers around the world whose hearts are broken over this disgusting thing called racism. And we wanna see it come to an end. I wanna see it come to an end. I know so many of you wanna see it come to an end. And I want you to know that you are not alone, that you have believers of different color and different races and backgrounds that believe with you and are standing with you and that love you. Your life matters and it matters to our church. Um, I I do wanna be vulnerable and say that I don't have all the answers. I was talking to some friends today and I was like, dude, I feel so helpless. Um, It feels like a a mountain that just is like impenetrable, a giant that cannot be broken and fallen down. But I believe in a, a mountain moving God. And I believe in a God that slays giants. And I want you to know that I wanna listen. I want to be a part of the solution. I want to play my small part. I recognize this morning that I will never be able to fully comprehend what it's like to be a black man in this country. I will never know what it's like to be afraid of jogging at nine o'clock at night. Um, I don't have to deal with uh, being profiled like so many of you do. I was talking to one friend and he said, man, I've just been depressed all week just feeling like the neighbors around him don't care about his life. I talked to another friend and he said, I, you know, I've been thinking about what I have to tell my kids one day. So if they ever get pulled over, they they wouldn't get shot or killed. I'm like, oh my God. I've never thought about that. Telling Z, you know, hey, this is how you should act if you get pulled over because this is you you might get shot. And for that, I'm very sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I know I don't have all the answers to this, but I know I want to be a part of the solution. And I know that many believers around this country and around the world want to be a part of the solution. Some of us just are not quite sure how we can do that yet, but I know that we wanna be a part of that. And I just, I want you to know you're not alone. Um, I want you to know that I don't wanna push your healing process. I think sometimes, because we're uncomfortable talking about something, we just wanna brush something under the rug or we wanna move quickly past something. Um, And I don't believe that's what God is calling us to do right now. I believe in reconciliation. The Bible talks about in Revelation that everyone, a great multitude, different languages and tribes are standing with white robes and palm branches worshiping Jesus. And so I believe and I know that reconciliation will happen. We are moving toward that. But I I don't wanna rush the grieving process. I, I don't. I don't wanna be a person that says, well, it's uncomfortable, so let's not just talk about it. I I think the black community needs to process it and grieve and cry and get angry and all the range of emotions. And again, I want you to know I don't wanna rush that. I I wanna be a part of it how I can be. And I wanna listen because I believe Jesus has called us to a ministry of reconciliation. And this morning, if you've given up on so many different institutions and leaders and authorities, could I encourage you not to give up on Jesus? I believe he hears your prayers. I believe he sees you. I believe he knows you. And one day he will bring about an ultimate justice. He will bring about an ultimate healing. He will bring about an ultimate equality. And that's not to excuse us from doing everything we can right now, because I want to see justice. I want to see justice for George Floyd. I want to see justice for so many. I want to see justice for the community. I want to see equality. I want to see love and I want to see reconciliation. I recognize that we live in a sin. Filled world where every single human being has been touched by sin. Sometimes that is lust, sometimes it's pride, sometimes it's racism. And so I know that we'll probably never be able to fully stomp it out, but I want to do everything that we can. But putting my full faith in a Jesus who one day will make everything right, he will wipe away every single tear and he will make all things new. In fact, he came to make all things new that was his ministry so that he would have the power to send the spirit to put the old person to death and bring about a new person why do we care about human life today because god loved and cared for us and now he's loving through us, he's loving each other, he's loving our neighbor, we're loving our enemies because of God's love inside of us. I just believe more now than ever before that our church, that every church, that we need to show the world what love looks like, what reconciliation looks like, and, and what, you know, Jesus again, like he's called us to love each other, and he said, through this is, is how you will prove to the world that you're my disciples. Could it be that even in a nasty time like this, that the way that we love each other is is gonna turn this world on its head and they will recognize there is no other way to do human relationships apart from the love of Jesus. And that that even though the days are some of the darkest days we've seen, 2020 has been a dark year so far. Could it be that the church can shine brighter right now than ever before? As I close down today, if you're listening to me and you do not know Jesus, I am telling you he is the only hope you and I have. He is the only way to true love. He is the door to the Father. He loves you, he wants you, he cares about you. It's it's, meeting him is as simple as Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins, come into my heart and God be my Father. God will do that, he will rescue you and save you. And so if you wanna know ultimate love, This morning, if you want to know love that lasts for an eternity, you need Jesus. If you've decided to say that prayer and you want to come to Christ or you want to get your relationship back with Christ going, reach out to us. Go to our website. It's coming up right now. Let us know that you prayed that prayer. We want to reach out to you and get you started on your walk with Christ. Church family, as I close, I know that one sermon and one conversation does not solve the the giant and the mountain that's before us but I did wanna open the conversation. I want you to know where we stand as a church. Um, I want you to know what the Bible says about love and value and equality. And I want you to know that even though it's so dark right now, I believe in the love of Jesus. And I believe in his power to conquer so many things for us. And I believe that his church will go on and will go forward. And I believe that reconciliation will happen. And there is yet reason for us to have great hope even right now because of Jesus. Um, We're going to have some conversations next week following up from today about some practical action steps that we can take as a church because I believe that conversation opens the door. We don't wanna just stay in conversation. We wanna begin to do some practical things. Um, And we wanna keep this conversation open. As as long as there is someone in the black community that is afraid and hurting, we're gonna keep this conversation open. And we're gonna do more as a church. We have to do more as the global church to be a part of this healing process. And and we wanna be a part and play our small part. City Lift, thank you so much for this morning. Again, I love you, I appreciate and value Every single one of you, you mean so much to us. Um, Our thoughts and prayers are going to go with you. And if you need us, I mean this more than ever before. If you need us, please reach out to us. Text us, get us on WhatsApp, DM us through Instagram. Um, We'd love to have a conversation with you. Thank you.